today in solidarity. Newspapers around the world, but not many in the United States, devoted their front page to Charlie Hebdo. They had stories, they had graphics, they had editorials denouncing the massacre at the Paris Magazine. Yesterday, the attack at the French magazine's offices, as you know, left 12 people dead, 11 wounded, and that did include the editor Stéphane Chabonnet, known as Charb, cartoonist Georges Wilinski, Bernard uh, uh, Verlach, and Jean Cabou. They all had nicknames. And uh, Charlie Hebdo was allegedly targeted for its cartoons mocking Islam. French newspapers made very strong statements about the incidents today, several choosing to black out their front pages. It dominated the homepage of Le Monde. They compared the slaughter to September 11th attacks here in the U.S. And there was an editorial called The The Deceased Soldiers of Liberty Dead for Drawings. And they urged France to unite against the violence and to unite in order to protect freedom. There was a black banner reading, We Are All Charlie. Je suis Charlie. We have seen this on social media. We have tweeted this. We have hashtagged it. We have included it to get the message across. This was stretched across the Liberation Papers website. Its editorial drove the point home saying, quote, They missed their shot. Their shot. Charlie will live. Thanks to his readers, Charlie will live in the spirit of all of us. By killing our friends, they battered us, but they fortified us. Now, for those of you that think that the French are weak, pansy-like pacifists, I have to say, I was very impressed with President Hollande's message of unity, of peace, of we will get them. I was very impressed by the media's unity and message of freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, We won't let you terrorists win. We're not afraid of you. And as an American and a member of the media, a member of the press, in a nation that is so lucky to boast the First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, in our Constitution, that lovely document, I was saddened that the New York Times, Associated Press, and others did not choose to do the same. I felt it would have been such a strong statement if every single media outlet in the world did this, showed our unity, and showed the photos, sticking our middle finger up to those terrorists and telling them we are not afraid. You will not stop us. You will not stop our freedoms. Now, to be clear, do I want people offended? Do I want Jesus or Muhammad to be depicted poorly? No, but we and many nations throughout the world have the freedom to do so. And by the way, it wasn't Muhammad that was depicted, but rather the head of ISIS, who have praised the attack and the attackers now, according to their Twitter page, their latest Twitter page, as heroes. There is so much information that has come out Surviving staff members of Charlie Hebdo vowed to publish the satirical weekly next Wednesday, despite the murder of most of its senior journalists. I thought many people would quit, and I have to say, wow, hats off to them and their bravery. And by the way, 
They're going to even print out a much larger than usual run of its 1 million copies. Uh, excuse me, 45,000 copies, normal circulation, 1 million. That's how many they're going to put out, 1 million. And that's within 24 hours of the massacre of 12 people, eight of them journalists, that this was decided. About a quarter of a million pounds had been earmarked to support Charlie Hebdo by the Digital Press Fund, paid for by Google, to support the French press, by the way. French media groups, including Le Monde, France television stations, Radio France, are also understood to be working on a plan to contribute a similar amount of money, urging other media outlets to join in offering humanitarian support, financial support for this group of people, for the victims, for the families. The money is expected to be taken from a donation tax, according to a report in Les Echos, and a further sign of the French media uniting to save the weekly, the two groups involved in the distribution of the papers. They're going to take no fee for next week's issues. Now, the director of Google's IPWA Fund for Digital Innovation told The Guardian in London that many diverse, largely uncoordinated efforts were being made to support this very left-leaning weekly Uh, paper following the attack. He said, quote, we are a fund for the press. We must enable them to be able to write even if we don't agree. It's a question of diversity of speech. And he added, quote, the fund is trying to figure out a way to provide a financial support to Jali Hebdo. We're working on a process in order to find an exceptional answer to an exceptional situation. The role of the fund is to help the press. We're playing our role, but we're still working on the technical process. And in a related development, the staff at Charlie Hebdo have accepted the invitation of the French newspaper Liberation to use their office space. How incredible is this? To produce more issues. Okay, so what that is is that entire newspaper, huge offices, Liberation saying, hey, come here. Come here to our offices. In other words, hey, you were just attacked. Come here. <laughs> come here to our offices. And there'll be that scheduled million copy print run next week. Um, And uh, by the way, Liberation, this is the second time they've welcomed the Charlie Hebdo staff to their offices. They did the same back in 2011. I want to bring up something that many people are not aware of or more and more are aware of today. Je suis Charlie is a hashtag. I am Charlie. Charlie. I am freedom. I am freedom of speech. I am freedom of the press. That is unity. But there is also a hashtag, Je suis Ahmed, that reminds us that that police officer we saw on the video in a fetal position was a Muslim who died to protect free speech. And I say that to all the Islamophobes out there, and many of you are listening to me, to all the extreme right-wing and right-of-the-right-wing wacko crazies who want to blame 1.6 billion people for the actions of these three, who believe the majority of Muslims, and Bill Maher said that too, the majority of Muslims, even moderate Muslims, you know, applaud this and agree with this. BS. Kiss my ass, you're wrong. I don't care what one poll shows. When people say, where are the Muslims? Did they need to have an M on their head? Or maybe like Hitler putting a gold star in Jewish lapels, we need to put something on Muslim lapels. God forbid, shame. When you look at the thousands and thousands of people that turned out in London, in Berlin, in Paris to have a vigil, there are Muslims, hundreds among them. I want to share some of the support. Almost every 
Muslim organization in the world, and every world leader, even in Muslim nations, condemned these attacks. There are only two organizations that haven't, ISIS and Al-Qaeda, that are not Muslim, they're terrorists. And by the way, other than the people who die and their families who are left without their loved ones, it is Muslims throughout the world that will suffer the retribution and the anger and the blame that the world takes out on them. And if you don't believe me, I will share that with you as well. Right now on the heels of the hashtag Je suis Charlie, there's another Twitter hashtag becoming a rallying point on social media for those mourning the victims of that attack. And it is Je suis Ahmed. The hashtag memorializes Ahmed Mirabet. He was a 42-year-old police officer shot point blank on a Parisian street by a masked gunman outside of the Charlie Hebdo offices. He was among the 12 people who lost their lives. It is being called the deadliest attack on French soil in more than 50 years, and he was a Muslim. This shows that these are not Muslims killing non-Muslims. This shows that this was a Muslim police officer who was French, who rode his bike to these offices to assist in the response and the call to assist fellow French people who are not Muslim, who could die at the hands of these jihadists, these Islamic fundamentalists. Now, this hashtag memorializes him. French authorities have yet to assign an official motive to this group. They do say the attack uh, may Uh, have been an extremist reaction to the magazine's lampooning of the Prophet Muhammad and other religious figures. And in the aftermath, hundreds around the globe began tweeting out Je suis Charlie to stand in solidarity with the magazine. But after the attack, a magazine publisher living in Morocco, Julian Casters, he was thinking about the sacrifice that police officer, a Muslim himself, a French citizen, Ahmed Merabet, made. And he wanted to make sure that people knew a French Muslim had died. A French Muslim was a victim of the attack. According to the BBC, the first tweet was allegedly by Julian Castor, who tweeted the hashtag, Je suis Ahmed. And then, there is an arrest. Late Wednesday night, last night, 18-year-old Murad Hamid was reported to have turned himself into French authorities. Now, allegedly, he is the stepbrother, or there is a guy, 18, with this name, who is the stepbrother of the 30-somethings that are out there, Sharif and Saeed Kouachi, who is still at large. Now, he he was reported to, all all the reports internationally reported, he turned himself into French authorities. He was wanted by Parisian police in connection with this deadly terrorist attack on uh, the French satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo, uh, which killed 12, including two police officers. And the three gunmen escaped following the attack. A manhunt was launched to locate the suspects, named by French police as as, uh, Saeed Kouachi and Sharif Kouachi brothers. And uh, Murad was named as their suspected accomplice, allegedly the driver of the getaway car. Now, Kouachi's is still at large as of tonight. It is nighttime in France. Hamid had surrendered to police because he saw his name appear on social media. Police believed he was driving the getaway card. His identification card was reportedly left in a vehicle abandoned by the terrorist. But friends of this guy say he has a solid alibi. 
He is a college student. He was in class at the time of the attack that occurred at 11 a.m. local time. And there are numerous people out there tweeting that they were his classmate. And they believe he goes to school at Charleville-Mézère, which is in northern France. And the tweets indicate he was in class sitting next to them at the time of the attack. So I think that his identification found in the car doesn't mean he was driving the getaway car. His identification in the car means they stole his car, perhaps. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the French are a little bit too quick to pen those names because this guy could be innocent. We are going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about it with you. The world's newspapers reacted today by reprinting front-page cartoons of Charlie Hebdo or their own cartoons making fun of the terrorists. What do you think of this response? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And the New York Times and the Associated Press said, no, we won't do it, and other American media outlets. Chicken? Proper judgment? Or should they have been in unity with France and other newspapers throughout the world? 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, Charlie Hebdo has vowed to increase their weekly distribution from 45,000 copies to a million next week. In other words, you killed us on one day and the next, this is our decision. We're going to come back bigger and stronger. Will this happen and what will it mean? And what will the response be? Some people say this is an isolated attack. Some people fear there'll be more, especially if these uh, this uh, alleged terrorist group at, is still at large next week. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. One more question before break. The French police officer who died in the Charlie Hebdo attack was Muslim. Hashtag Je suis Ahmed is now trending on Twitter. Will this help to remind people that a large majority of the Muslim world does not agree with these terrorists? And many of which, like Ahmed, are victims of their wrath. Hey there, I'm Leslie Marshall. I went very long with my open. I apologize that we have got to take a break. But when we come back, we take your calls. If you're holding, hang tight. You want to join us? 888-6LESLIE. 888-653-7543 is the number. Now, classmates and friends of the 18-year-old terror suspect of uh, the shooting uh, at Charlie Hebdo uh, say he was in class with them during the attack. Could this be a case of mistaken identity? His ID was in the car. Does that mean he was the getaway driver if he was in a separate place? Or did his... Stepbrothers, if they are in fact his stepbrothers, use his car, or if he doesn't know them, steal his car. What do you say? And was the French pre- was the French press wrong and the authorities wrong to release his name? This might be mistaken identity in an innocent guy. What do you say? Eight 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 six Leslie. Eight 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 six five three seven five four three is the number. Should the world be careful to put a blanket stereotype over Muslims that they're quote all terrorists? I mean, haven't we taken the time? Uh, do we need to take the time to truly understand the people, the religion, the culture, and what it truly pe- preaches, not what somebody at a right-wing news outlet tells us? I'm Leslie Marshall. Je suis Charlie. Or arrogance, as one of my tweet or, uh, Twitter followers tweets. Uh, we are talking about the issue uh, surrounding Charlie Hebdo. And uh, before we take our calls, I want to give you some uh, breaking news. Um, according to a senior U.S. counterterrorism official, the two brothers named by the French authorities as the chief suspect in the killings at the Charlie Hebdo magazine in Paris were on the U.S. no-fly list. It would not be unusual for known extremists to be placed on the no-fly list. 
Sharif Koachi had served 18 months in prison for recruiting militants to fight the U.S. in Iraq. And kudos to the L.A. Times. I live in Los Angeles. They had a blank page. Uh, they had a blank page in their op-ed section and said, this is what no freedom of speech or the press would look like. And it's completely blank. I thought that was pretty awesome. 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537-543 is the number. Let's go to the calls. And we start out with Daily Dave is joining us. Miss uh, talking to him. Uh, where are my calls here? Let me see. Let me see. I've scrolled up too high. Uh, let's go to Daily Dave. Daily Dave, good afternoon. Aloha, Leslie. How are you? Aloha. How are you doing? Good. Um, you know, clearly I I uh, sympathize with the family victims. And uh, for the, you know, the victims simply expressing, you know, their opinion and so forth. But I have to come at this from a different angle. And, you know, Muslim terrorism happens to be the flavor of the month. But this is actually, you know, a battle between uh, a secular, liberal secular society with an open press and freedom of speech against conservative religious ideology. And it doesn't, you know, the, the, some young, you know, Muslims are being radicalized, obviously, because their world in the Middle East is absolutely in turmoil and is, and is falling apart. So I can understand how, how they might be grasping for something, you know, in some kind of defense or offense, and obviously that's no justification. But whether you're talking, you know, the French press or four or five years ago, there, the Unitarians were attacked in their church down in, uh, in Tennessee uh, by a radical Christian. Um, in was it Oslo, Norway, where a conservative Christian attacked, you know, a radical right-wing uh, conservative uh, shot some 75 people. Uh, over in Northern Europe, uh, we've got, you know, radicalized Jews uh, that, you know, you remember a decade or, or two ago, you know, um, shot and assassinated uh, the Jewish uh, prime minister. Under the threat, yes, thank you, under the threat that he was going to try to normalize relations with the Palestinians. And... That seems to be a much larger picture, and I, I don't mean to, you know, offend, and I don't intend to, you know, dumb down the sacrifice and so forth that, that the victims have made. But in a larger context, I think that's what's happening. Do you think, what's your opinion on the reaction by the press in France and throughout the world and some of the press in the United States not like the New York Times and the Associated Press, uh, not joining in? Well, the, um, um, I forget the French term, but what the posters have said, je suis. Je suis, which means I am. Uh, je suis Charlie. I am Charlie. Right. Or I, I am Charlie. I am Charlie. And I think, I mean, that's a pretty powerful statement when you think about it, you know, that, that they are in, that they are in uh, solidarity with the victims. Um. I think that um, the the American newspapers are going to see this from slightly a different uh, a different angle. Um, I 
I don't really think that that we want to inflame tensions anymore because the. But the, are the, the French? Right, but aren't the French doing that? Well, yeah, but but I mean that's on their own soil, so it's slightly a different thing. Um, in a, in the United States, I you know I mean tensions are high enough with race relations in the United States right now, and I don't necessarily. Uh, you know, want to judge anybody's actions and so forth, or or inaction. But like you said, was it the Times just had a blank page? Los Angeles uh, Times. Yes. Pardon me. L.A. Times. The Los Angeles Times. Okay. Um, you know, simple statements like that are are going to be powerful enough without necessarily you know saying that that we are Charlie because it's. I just don't think that it's the same thing. Do you think this uh, is going to feed into more Islamophobia, or do you think? And I say that because, uh, just to, to be clear, um, there were, according to reports uh, in uh, French papers that have now reached here overseas, there were several training grenades thrown into the courtyard of a mosque in the French city of Le Mans, and one of the grades, uh, grenades did explode. There were no injuries reported, but there were four grenades in all thrown onto the property. Um, uh, overnight uh, between yesterday and today. Uh, the report came from um, the uh, local police there. Uh, three of the grenades did not explode. The police discovered them. And um, there have been no arrest made there, but you know it must be, you know, somebody taking this out uh, on a Muslim. There was also a gunshot reported uh, overnight. A bullet hit uh, the mosque. There have been several attacks against mosques uh, in France when gunmen opened fire on the Paris office yesterday and since then. And this morning there was an explosion reported in a kebab shop near a mosque in Villefranche-Sousaon in eastern France. I've been there. Uh, there are no reports of any injuries the cause of the blast remains unknown. I think the cause of the blast is uh, clear, um, you know, because I think it is like the uh, mayor there said it's linked to the dramatic event that occurred uh, yesterday. There was also somebody opened fire near a Muslim prayer room in the Port La Nouvelle district near Narbonne in southern France last night. Uh, the door to the room was damaged, a window broken, no injuries uh, reported. The room was empty at the time of the attack. So just in 24 hours, there have been more than a handful of attacks against mosques or Muslim prayer areas. Is is that only going to increase, or do you think that eventually this spirit of unity and understanding that these Muslim people are not uh, the to be blamed for this and the reason for this? Well, the... the uh... Because, because I mean, I said earlier, let me just say one more thing. I said earlier that the victims of these attacks obviously are those that are wounded or are dead and the family members that have to bury those they love or take care of those that have been wounded by these attacks. But the ongoing day-to-day victims are the Muslim community. Well, that's, that's one of the things that upsets me so much about this because, you know, all terrorism does is it, terrorism does is it creates martyrs. And it doesn't matter, you know, which side of the which side of the of the argument you're on. It's it's going to only strengthen the you know the national the French identity and the nationalism that already the 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 right wing over there is uh, is using for political advantage. That you know people if they if they I'm I mean I'm sort of an agnostic religiously. I you know I haven't so I attend the Unitarian Church. But it does, it's absolutely counterproductive to your 
uh, theology and so forth uh, to go around killing people because you you're losing fans. Nobody's going to listen to you if if you become radical and all you want to do is is shoot people and blow things up. I mean, then then your religion and or or your view of the religion that's uh, then you suddenly lose credibility because if your religion can't exist on its on its uh, ideology, you know, on its on its love and its its hope um, for an afterlife or whatever it is, and and that you have to you have to portray it with force, then then it's illegitimate. It, you know, then it doesn't have any power. It it doesn't have any strength in its in its own ideology. You know, I mean, during you know, I'm sort of off topic here, but if you want to go back, you know, five or six or or a thousand years, Leslie, when the when the Spanish Inquisition was. I know. I don't understand why people, you know, you know, consider Islam the only religion that isn't peaceful, or the Quran the only religious book that is violence. If people read the Old Testament, God commands to rape and pillage the land. Commands it in the Old Testament. Look it up. Ah, so little time, so much to do. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Let's get back to the calls. And we go next to Tina in North Carolina on line one. Hi, Tina. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? All right. What's your comment? Um, basically, like what more or less I had tweeted Um you know, in regards to Pope Francis, I understand that it's his position, his job, what he should do. But he's got to understand, no matter what belief any of us are in the United States and Australia and so forth and France, you know, it gets to a point that you can't tolerate it anymore. And all of us... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me be clear. You can't tolerate another person having a freedom to worship their religion because no, of the no, no, perversion no. of their religion by a very... Very, very small number. No, no. Everybody's entitled to their own religion and their own belief. But when it calls upon you killing other people because of their freedom, you know, then, yeah, I'm against it. So you're against Muslims having freedom because the terrorists claim to be Muslim, even though they're perverting the religion. The terrorist Muslims, those are who I'm against. Not Muslims. I have family that are Muslims. So you are again Islamic fundamentalist. The pre, the Pope is not. Yes. Say, I don't think the Pope is saying for us to support the Islamic fundamentalist. Although the Bible does say to love your enemy and to pray for them, um, right. uh, which by the way Christians won't do because most Christians don't do half of what's in the Bible. Um, right. Just like most Muslims don't do half of what's in the Quran, like some of the bad exactly. stuff that's in the Quran. Exactly. And I mean, you do you do pray for your enemy, and you do want better for your enemy. But at the same time, you can't keep standing back and keep letting it happen. Well, you can't let it happen. But shooting a mosque, throwing grenades at a mosque, and hurting no. people who are innocent of this crime is not the way to do it. But I have to no. say, I do feel. And I, I want to have somebody on the the show to talk about this. I do feel more can be done in the Muslim community. For example, and I think it's based on fear. It's absolutely right. based on fear, based on fear that many uh, Muslim communities throughout the world uh, don't do more uh, because some of the people are very like in the areas the Taliban have hold of in Pakistan. Many of those people are are indigent, uh, illiterate. Uh, they certainly right. don't have weapons or power, political power. Heck, they don't even have electrical power. Tina, thank you for the right. call. Thank you for the call and for tweeting as well. Uh, let's go to Tom in California, line two. Tom, good afternoon. 
Hey, Leslie, how you doing? Good. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. Um, so I was just uh, commenting on the uh, Pope Francis thing, um, just the whole question, you know, like, who will people listen? And I guess my biggest concern is I don't think people are going to listen because the Obama administration is giving two different signals. And I say that how, because, how, how are they giving two different signals? So the two different signals, when, when the original cartoon came out, uh, what was it, in 2011, 2012, about the Muhammad cartoon, he condemned it. And they said, you know, hey, we can't do this. You know, we need to respect Muslims. Yet I feel like there was a lack of the same passion when everything happened in Paris. Well, uh, you know, I, under, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but no offense. This is based on what you feel. And feelings are lovely, and we can all sing Kumbaya, but they're not facts. You know, the fact is that the president came out against that because it was offensive. And even though we have a First Amendment right, you don't yell fire in a crowded theater. And we, we have the right and the freedom, but we also, I feel, have a responsibility to integrity as members of the media and as journalists, uh, not, right. and especially here. But, you know, he said, just like the rest of the world, he condemned, he condemned the violence um, and supports the freedom of the press. But this is a president and administration that have been called out uh, on the press, uh, pressing one uh, colleague of mine at Fox, James Rosen, to give up his source, which is his right as a journalist not to. So um, I, I don't think it's a hypocrisy at all. Okay. Yeah, well, I guess that's one situation where we'd have to agree to disagree. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm not sure if it's either feelings or facts or not, but it's like when the Muslim cartoon came out, it seems like that they put more pressure on it and seem to draw it on more. I mean, maybe I haven't seen what else the Obama administration has said about the Paris attacks. But the thing is, is Josh Ernst right away like hasn't even confirmed that it was a Paris attack. And that really bugs me because as soon as it happened, Paris said, hey, this is a terrorist attack. But the Obama administration is like, oh, well, we need to look more into this. It's like, well, it was a terrorist attack. They literally said, hey, we are from the al-Qaeda. And they said it, but I don't know why they're in denial. But they were in so much passion to say, hey, you know, you shouldn't, you know, speak against the Prophet Muhammad. That's what they were saying when the cartoon was put out back then. Yeah, but you have to understand, there is nowhere in the Quran that it says that you cannot speak against the prophet. As a matter of fact, Muhammad was very much into free speech, women's rights. So, you know, what what people have done with the religion, okay? Um, or, or for example, there is nowhere in the Bible that it says that if you put your hand on the Bible or swear on the Bible like we do in a court of law, many parents do with their children to scare the living bejesus out of them. Uh, there is nowhere that, you know, it says that you can't, uh, quite frankly, defile the Bible. Um, or the Quran, but these are things that people have. These are things that people have added to the religion that is not in the original texts of these right. books. Um, so there, there. Although, because uh, I asked my husband, who was brought up in a Muslim household, he doesn't practice, or uh, you know, uh, ra- doesn't practice uh, Islam. He's not a Muslim. If you ask him, he would not consider himself one. But he was brought up in a Muslim home, and I asked him, and he said. You weren't supposed to have a picture of the prophet. And by the way, that doesn't come from the Quran. That comes from the Bible. And let me tell you where. If you read in the Bible, there is in the Old Testament a whole chapter about graven images. And if you know people like my mom, who used to be Catholic and become born-again Christians, they went around taking down pictures of Jesus or Mary, sometimes even pictures of people in your household. Example, 
If I send pictures of my kids to my husband's parents, they don't go on the wall, they go on the refrigerator. What the hell difference that makes? I don't know. Because they're graven images. In other words, you're only supposed to worship God. Understand, nobody's supposed to be above God. And that's really how that became perverted. And all of this is a perversion of a religion. We're going, uh, okay, thank you for your call. Uh, let's go, I guess I'm being forced to go to the next call. Okay, so uh, let's see. Uh, next we go to Char. Oh, um, we go to, and I'm being told who to go to, okay. Uh, my, oh, Michael on three. Michael in the Bronx, line three. Hey, 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 Leslie. I'm so glad you're having this discussion because there's two takes on this. And in a way, there is a double standard and hypocrisy. For one thing, I've always, I've always believed that if you are going to poke fun at somebody and provoke some kind of competition and that person on the receiving says, stop it, it's offensive, you know, you're pretty much supposed to respect the rights of others. And it gets kind of tiring when somebody says, I don't have to stop, it's my First Amendment rights. But if it was done to them, then they say, oh, you got to stop. You issue a threat against me, I should have you arrested because it's a criminal um, thing to issue a death threat or any kind of provoking, um, inciting violence, and et cetera. So, you know, just like when you said that you cannot yell fire in a crowded theater, people got to understand the First Amendment does have its limits, and not one person or one group of people is sold to having a First Amendment right. You know, it's got to be, it's got to go across the board. And, you know, as I said, you cannot incite violence or provoke people into committing um, kind of violence. Not everyone has a stable mind, and there's some people who will lose control because they are just being pushed up against the wall. It's like being bullied. It's like you just you finally have had it. You cannot take any more of this crap, and you explode. And sometimes I think that's what happens here. You know, it's, I, 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 don't know what, I don't know what else to say to that. It's that, you know, Sometimes I can feel for some of these attackers. I never, never, ever condone any kind of violence. But I'm saying to people, especially right wingers, you know, get with it. I mean, it reminds me of the Sarah Palin. I don't um, have time for all that right now, Michael. I'm sorry. I'm out of time. You ever hear something and know the world will never be the same? Houston, we have liftoff. Well, wait until you hear this one. Half price coffee. That's right. Get into McDonald's weekdays before 10.30 a.m. for any size premium roast coffee or iced coffee. Both made with 100% Arabica beans, both half the price. Good is brewing. And that's the sound of your morning changing. Limited time only. May not be combined with any offer or combo meal at participating McDonald's.